Oh, so anyway, um, yeah, um, do you, um, I think by the time this goes out, it'll be, you know what, maybe we should hold this one back to May the 4th, you know, that way we can say, may the 4th be with you, everybody. Oh, shit. And, you know, are you, you should be out, or you should, no, no one should be out, you should be inside. I hope you're inside watching Star Wars, which I, we know we swore we would never speak of again after the, <laughs> the last Kessel Run episode. Um, and, you know, we don't want to open any old wounds um, here on the show. But, um, you know, you should hopefully be watching some Star Wars, you know, stuff today. I mean, it is the, the day of days. Yeah, it is the day that's in it. So, um, have you, um, are you caught, cause I am now officially, I know it wasn't last time we spoke. I've officially caught up with the Clone Wars season seven. I um, am. And let me tell you, dude, it's fucking incredible. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, like, yeah, the, the last few episodes totally, like, that's what I said about that one episode where you're like, I was weak. I'm like, well, I, I think it's part of a yeah. larger, I think it's got to, it has to do this to take us to where we need to be. Um, right. Yeah, and and it 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 just seems like the last because we got two episodes left. The last the, the last two and then the this yeah, two one are awesome. are gonna be like they're almost like their own separate film, you know. And the other stuff is just filler, like with the with the bad company, you know, clones with the two kind of smuggler sisters, and we were all just trying to get to this point. And it's just that that fight with Darth Maul with with Ahsoka was just absolutely oh, incredible. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the best lightsaber fights ever. I mean, I don't know, but it was so fucking good. Um, they're so tight. I love the way they switched it up too. Like you didn't get the usual, you know, Pathé style um uh, narration at the start, you know, which yeah. they have done throughout every single yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah. You just, you've got like, you went you, different music, you went straight into it and it was just, yeah, it was like, we're, we're not, we're not fucking around here. This is real. This is real stuff. And the way, like you, you touched on last time we talked, the way they're lining up with, with Sith is just, I'm fascinated to see how they'll come out of this. Um, but it's just, it's just excellent stuff, dude. Excellent stuff. I, I um, need to go back and watch because I think there was a, like at the end of the last episode, when she looks up and she sees this ship, are we supposed to know where that ship is from? I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. If, if we are, I missed it too. So, but, uh, dang man, it's good stuff. Um, so that's super positive that we watched. I have, I have a question for you. Um, Ellen DeGeneres, Ellen, right? Yeah. Uh, is she really that nice? Because I thought, I don't think she is. Wait, are we recording right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't this know that. It's real talk, buddy. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't hear on. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, according to social media, what I've, I keep, I think there was a thread that I saw not too long ago that was, um, it was a, like service industry folks that were sharing their Ellen stories. And they yeah. did not, they did not paint a pretty picture. Yeah. And I know, and I know, um, she, you know, they, there was the, she got blown up because of sharing the skybox with W a while back. And they're like, well, you right. know, they had, um, but then the more I hear about 
you know, like people who are like, well, I'm fucking, I'm what, what do I got to lose? I'm not afraid to come forward. Um, there was a guy on Twitter who I guess used to be a production assistant or like an intern on the show or something. And yeah. he was like, Hey, share your stories, share your horror stories. Um, and they were, again, they were all pretty, uh, pretty gnarly, really. Yeah. Like the, you know, she's been, as all the stars have done, you know, they're all bored too, being stuck at home. So they're posting about how everything's so terrible in their fucking mansions in Beverly Hills. Give me a fucking break. You know, that fucking terrible for you. You're not in this with us. That's a fucking crock of shit. Don't, you know, just stop saying that. And I think they finally figured it out. Stop saying it. We're not in this together. A lot of us are in this together. But you 100% are not in this together. You're off somewhere else together with them, you know. Um, But it was, um, I read this article in the Guardian newspaper. And um, it was about um, a production assistant again. It was someone who worked on the show. And it was just kind of like a, uh, no, it was uh, someone who went on her show, a Dutch uh, YouTuber went on her show and thought like, oh man, this is like going to Disneyland. This is, a, this is a dream to go on Ellen's show. I mean, she's just such a wonderful human being. She has so many great things for everybody. I'm not disputing that. She does a lot of really cool stuff for some people. She definitely does. But, um, you know, this girl was like just super happy to be on her show. And she's like, she was just cold. She was just like ice cold to her, like wouldn't look at her, wouldn't talk. If the cameras weren't on, she just wouldn't talk to her, sure. you know? Uh, it's like that Joe Book thing, like, don't look at me in my fucking eyes. You know what I mean? That kind of shit. Like, hey, man, you're just a fucking, you're just a human being. You take right. a shit like I take a shit. You're going to die someday, too. I mean, you're going to be, the, the, the merry-go-round's going to stop for you as well. So yeah. you shouldn't act like your shit doesn't stink because it fucking does. And, and then I start thinking about it. That Game of Games show she does, just fucking watch that show next time it's on TV. She gets a, a, a measurable amount of glee out of fucking with these people and making them look stupid. I mean, like, just the like from the look on her face, I, she just gets too much pleasure out of fucking with them, you know? Yeah. They're, like, sure. literally at, in her command. She controls them for those moments. And she looks like she's having a fucking whale of a time. She's just enjoying it a little bit too much, in my opinion. I could be wrong. I could meet Ellen someday, and she'd be the nicest, sweetest person in the world. Sure. And hopefully, yeah. she'll throw this back in my face, and I'll have to apologize. But man, I don't know. She uh, yeah, I, the timing has been weird because there's been just you know so much coming out of the woodwork recently of people who are like, um, like servers that were lived in fear because they're like, well, we lose our job if we say anything bad about our customers, but they're like, well, I don't work there anymore. It's not, I'm not dependent on those tips. So I'm going to come out and say what, so you got to take it with a grain of salt. Sure. You know, we've working in the res- right. restaurant industry, like you have your horror stories, but then you have the people who are just can't really believe what they say. So I don't know. It just seems like a lot happening at one time. And you know, a big stick on her show is like, she loves to scare her guests and yeah. it makes her great TV. It's fun, funny, but, you know, what does it say me, if that's if that's where you spirited? get that much you get that yeah. much enjoyment out of watching somebody else? Um, little mean spirited, maybe. She got in some trouble people... too because she kept she came out and said, "Oh, I just want to get back to doing my show." You know, for all the people who work for me, it's not for me. I don't need it. I've got all the fucking money. I've got this huge house. You know, I'm Alan, but it's not for me. It's for the people who work for me. I just want to like make sure they get paid. You know, hey man. Jimmy Kimmel paid his fucking crew out of his own fucking pocket, right? Right. And yeah. then you know what she did? She hired a – she didn't hire her own crew. She hired an outside crew, independent contractors 
So not her actual crew. When she started doing re- when she did up her show again, I don't know if that's changed now. When she starts doing a show from her house, she didn't hire her own crew. She hired other people to do, come in and do it. So hey man, you're fucking full of shit. If that's what you yeah. said, you just want your own crew to get back. Yeah. You know, well that's well you, you had an opportunity to kind of give them some work and you decided not to. So well, I mean, you know, like not to talk about the Rona or anything, but it really is starting to like show people's true colors. Mm. You know, I'm starting to expose a lot of like people's character, you know, like yeah, businesses, individuals, celebrities, yeah. people that you know, like you start yeah. to like really see like, oh, oh, this is okay. Mm. I'm shocked yeah. here. Oh, totally. So, <laughs> yeah. so um, yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, another thing that I came across um, this week, and this kind of is, I'm dipping into Carl's Corner here a little bit, okay. um, which, you know, we all love to dip into Carl's Corner every once in a while, but we don't want to live there because that is a scary place, scary yes. and dark. So, but we do want to dip our toe in there because it is kind of interesting. Um, you know, once again, Australia is not chilly, just throwing that out there. Um, I, I fe- came across this thing. I was reading an article somewhere about this again. I didn't even know it was a thing. And it's called MTurk. Do you know what MTurk is? Um, I'm going to say no. Um, it's Amazon's Mechanical Turk or MTurk. Um, now, when I heard about this, I said, well, let, I'm going to sign up for it. So if you go to your Amazon account, and I just want to say that some people were caught because I did some research and looked at some articles on the internet and people were scared to get their real names because their Amazon account might get suspended. Um, not that they're listening all the time, but they probably are. What's up, Jeff? Um, okay, so what's so that again? Say it to me. This is, if you go to your Amazon account, you can find Amazon jobs, right? And you can find the mechanical Turk, which basically oh. is what it is, is um, it's, um, it's paying people to do super menial tasks to help computers learn so maybe a programs learn or maybe it's a survey you're taking maybe you're just hit when every time a blue a triangle flash on the screen you just hit your space bar hit your space bar helping skynet yeah kind of we're we're, okay. we're being plugged sure. into the matrix it's yep. very yep. plugged directly to the matrix type of thing it's very lifeless drone type of thing and um, like a very dystopian future feel to it you know yep. um but again we're, we're we have to, to be quite kind of quiet yeah. Right. We have to be quiet because we might get our Amazon account suspended and we don't right. want that. There's, there's then, a blip happening right now. There's a blip in the matrix. I don't know. We need to so, reboot it. The simulation is broken. So this is how we get things back on track. Right. So, but, so, but the, the, they're getting a lot of flack for it because, again, the, these people are independent contractors. So this pay scale is whatever you want. It can't go below a cent. So it goes from one cent for a task to if you become a quote-unquote master you can earn a little bit more money but um it's it's kind of interesting right now because people are being paid below the minimum wage right um but it, and it's used for people who are say you know in super rural areas that maybe don't have a lot of an economy and they have to do something to make some kind of money so maybe they can make full time maybe 30 or 40 or 50 bucks a week doing this or maybe if you're disabled and you know, so it's it's kind of like it, it it's it's kind of um, you know, taking advantage of the worker kind of thing, yeah. um, and and I felt like I'd been kind of dropped into the dark web because I signed up for it. Like I I'm I'm registered now. Okay. All right. I just haven't taken any jobs yet. <laughs> That's why I'm still kind of normal 
I haven't been turned into a pod person. So like when you actually... get a job, do you get, is it like an email you get like, okay, here's your test for day. Hey, we just need you to hit the X button. Every time you see a blue light and you're like, I can do yeah. that. It's like, okay, yeah. here's what you do. Turn your web camera off, turn it on, go kill your neighbor, go check yeah. your mail. Like it's just like <laughs> yeah. those kind of things. And like, exactly oh. like that. I put my hands on the keyboard and slowly I get sucked in Tron like into my screen. And then I'm part of the, in the matrix. And um, then you become M Turk. Yeah, dude, I would check it out, man. It is, it's very strange. And the uh, more I looked into it, the more disturbing shit I found on it. Yeah, organizations can harness the power of crowdsourcing via MTurk for a range of uses, cases such as microwork, human insights, and machine learning development. Yeah, man. I tell you, it's so, the start so, of a bad science fiction movie. So we just, all we need to do is just, we mix MTurk with Kill Robo. And then we get that terrifying <laughs> thing you sent me the other day of that the, robot face that cried. What the face? Oh, yeah. fuck. The face that was crying, that was showing emotion. Yeah. We're fucking done, dude. It's uh, fucking I over. It's pain. I know what pain is. I'll show you pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Is this how it feels? You humans made me feel this way. Yeah, dude. It's fucked up. But yeah, um, We're so fucked. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So pie corner. Um, you know what's crazy is now that we've been under quarantine, I, I shame to say that I really listen to a lot of as many podcasts as I would when I'm like going about my day daily drive, daily commute. Um, yeah, less car I'm, time. I've yeah, so I've tried to find myself like, hey, you know, maybe go for a longer walk or a longer run so that I could listen to some more podcasts. Uh, but just before all this happened, I started a podcast that I stumbled across. Um, I was looking into. I just watched where we were watching Outsider, the HBO series, right? Yeah. And I was really, really into um, the character Holly, and yeah. I like that the actress a lot. Her name is uh, Cynthia Erivo. Um, mm-hmm. So Oscar nominated. Yeah. So I, w- I wanted to like look at like what else has she done? I want to get into. And I saw that she had just, I think it was last year, had done a podcast called Carrier. Have, you, have We haven't talked about Carrier yet. Have you? Have I mentioned it to you? Um, I don't think so. So it's a, I'm, I'm only, only an episode and a half into it, but it's, um, it's a radio drama, but it's really, really well done. Um, it's the, you know, the, even in the beginning, they tell you like, Hey, don't listen to this in your car. Listen to this with headphones because it's got like this immersive, you know, surround sound. So you hear, you know, like the car door on your left opening and you hear people talking on the right. And when the rain is falling, you can hear it falling all around you. Uh, they make a really good, um, good use of that 3d kind of surround sound. But the story it's, um, it, 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 it's going to be somewhat supernatural because it's already, it's all the episodes are out there. It was all completed. Um, but she is Cynthia Revo plays, um, uh, like a, like a long hauler, like a truck driver. And in the first episode, she's trying to find work. So she takes over, uh, one of her, her dad who isn't on the scene right now. I don't know why. Um, she takes over one of his routes. Oh, he was an illness. He died of an illness or is too ill to drive. So he, she's taken over one of his routes and everybody's really cagey about it, that there's something like, well, we don't know if you can do this or not. Have you ever driven, driven a refrigerator truck before? Um, and something seems a little off and she takes Mm. this job. Uh, and then the second episode, she's driving this truck and it's this, just this beautiful, um, 
scene of like this um like a cb like a like short you know like walkie-talkie basically like a truck driving cb conversation between her and another truck driver out there and it's just it makes for great radio drama because obviously it's over a cb over the radio um it's got a great cast too oh that didn't dig in too much obviously cynthia revo she's amazing um yeah she is great the, the narrator who takes you in and out of the every episode is um uh lance reddick who is um he was broils on fringe um he's been in um good god what else is he in i, sh- I should pull him up um what else is he in you doing he's a um was he, he was in the wire um he's a john wick he's um if you saw him you'd know who did, did you ever watch fringe the show which one fringe i did loved fringe do you Love do French. Broyles, their their yeah oh yeah yeah he's great yeah yeah so he, his voice is very unique he's basically yeah. a narrator he kind of takes you in takes you out and he's one of the characters but um that's I, a that's a hell of a cast man the cast is great and, and it goes deeper than that too um again I just scratched the surface before I stopped driving my car every damn day so I'm excited to um to get back into it and listen to it some more um, how many episodes do you know how many there are available. Uh, I want to say in the, in the neighborhood of 10, less than 10, maybe, um, okay. and each episode is, it's not an hour long. It's a f- like 15, 20 minutes, maybe. Um, so you should be able to burn through it pretty quickly. And it was engaging. It just sounded great. Like it was one of the best produced radio drama podcasts I've heard in a long time. And I, the, the story loosely interested in, I think everything else is what's kind of keeping me in there. So I'm, I'm yeah. assuming, I'm assuming it's going to go somewhere because w- tonight when I was like, well, I pull it up so I can, you know, find out like how many episodes are in it. When I typed, you know, carrier into the search bar, uh, it looks like it's getting adapted into a series or to a film right now. So it must have done well enough because she, they want her to, you know, to pick up the role again and play it uh, live action. So it'd be that'd be kind of interesting to see a podcast radio drama translate over to a movie and now yeah. i'm curious our tv show um so yeah that's cool so that's a carrier right just carrier c-a-r-r-i-e-r yeah carrier like a truck uh cynthia oh. arrivo is the actress name she's great so um yeah. other than that i don't really have any new podcasts that i've been listening to just because you know yeah man it's it, it, it's weird it's it's strange because i'm just drifting back towards to my my normal ones my kind of comfort ones i guess yeah i'm not really exploring yeah. or looking to explore out there right now so and and and, and kind of like you too I, I i have seem to have less time um to, to or at least i'm consuming them less so um for my pod and pod corner i just want to kind of because i was thinking like well i don't really have one but I cut, it's a little self-serving. I understand it, but I just wanted to kind of say to, to have Headspace Invaders as our, in our podcast. Uh, <laughs> well, it's a couple of cheeky chaps, you know, chatting about nerdy stuff, having some laughs, you know, um, you, you know, getting getting on with our day. Uh, but it, I just like to say, I guess, thanks for everyone who's who's listened to us and stuck with us, and people who've joined later and then gone through the back catalog. First of all, I think we should apologize for some of those early episodes. We really didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Still don't. Not that we know. Not that we know what we're doing. Yeah. Not that we know what we're doing now. But um, we, you could, you know, from the days of um, when we were doing it, we had the the bridge 
sequence as our constant background. Yes, How goddamn annoying was that? I mean, at the time, what a genius idea. Like, let's have the star- bridge of Star Trek underneath the whole show all the time. Um, God damn it. it. You can't, it's hard to listen to now. Um, but <laughs> I'm glad we did it. We've been doing this thing for seven years, um, mostly off than on. Um, but I, it's kind of heartening to me that we have kept it up since we brought it back. Um, and then, of course, bringing it back was something that we continued to talk about doing. And then finally, um, through some pressure from uh, a good friend of ours, who's now obviously a big part of the show himself, um, Wallace Wilson. So, um, uh, you know, through his kind of constant cajoling and, and other people, uh, too. Uh, uh, but then, you know, he's actually, st- <laughs> he's actually stepping up and, and he basically bought our domain name out and just restarted everything for us. And it kind of gave us put uh, really shitty pictures on our website um, and told us that he was was going to leave them up there until we start recording again. So we actually started recording again and then going through like the the marathon of the Comic-Con episodes that we did when we when we managed to black Boulevard into sponsoring us. Um, so we had uh, three days straight and like, yeah, 99 percent of it is nonsense. But we had to go through and pull up like some. Yeah, so bad. That was not a fun time. And then there was some stupid shit from that from that weekend. And I remember first editing it down and just hearing us talk about ran, saying random things and these really nice people we were talking to about stuff. Nerds, fellow nerds about stuff. And then you'd say something like, there's Spider-Man. Or look, it's, there's a fat Wolverine. Like those kind of things were just would make me laugh out loud. No one else is going to find that funny except for us because we right. were sitting through it. And then how agitated I got on Sunday and I was just pissed off talking oh, yeah. to people. Yeah. I was like, God, don't talk to anybody anymore. It's Done just it. shit. Yeah. yeah. It sucks. Um, uh, but it was still, you know, just, just great crack. And then um, all the mill tasks we've done, all the movies we've done. And um, if you'll indulge me, everybody. Oh, um, boy. We'll, I'm going to go back through every single one I've done because I obviously keep, if you know me, I have a ton of lists and a ton of notes on my phone. So I have all the mill tasks I've done here. Um, if I can go down the list really quickly, I'll probably leave some out. But here are the movies, most of the movies we've done in mill tasks. Battle Beyond the Stars, Black Hole, Fury, Hawk the Slayer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see. They Live, Sword and Sorcerer, Krull. Remo, The Adventure Begins. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah, Total boy. Recall. That's Arnold's. That's Arnie's one. Alien Nation. The Running Man. Tango and Cash. Soldier. Action Jackson. One of my favorite ones. I'll tell you uh, that we did. That that we did. Deep Blue Sea. Red Sonia. Where you got it off the fucking theme music. Remember that? Oh yeah. I just started yeah. the theme music, and you're like, "That's Red Sonia." <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dark Man. House. Uh, Escape from L.A., The Phantom, and then the last one I have down here is the one we did last time, which was Children of the Corn. Now, I'm probably leaving a few out there, but that is the majority. Interestingly enough, this I started this list off a long time ago, um, and I've done every – I had maybe a good eight that I started with. I've done every single one of those. Oh, actually, um, At the Earth's Core. forgot that one. Uh, oh, right. I had um, – yeah, I, I, I have – I've done all the first original eight I originally thought of that would fit in this feature, except for one of them. I still haven't done one of those 
movies, which I'll save for a date to do. And that will be like kind of a, from the original, the last in the original list of the mill tests. Ooh, wow. But, okay. Yeah, man. I mean, it's been so much fun. I, I've, I've, uh, this has been a blast, you know, it's a way for us to talk. Was it, then, was running man. Did we do running man with the, um, the geeks who drink guys at the brewery? Do you yes, remember? Possibly. Yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Probably. Cause I'm not a, a fan. There's been a few guests, all of you guys, like yeah, ganged up. Have, yeah. Yeah, we did gang up on you, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you didn't yeah. like it? Did you not like not it or something? What yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Yeah, and we did. We, I think we all mocked you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had my, I pulled my <laughs> headphones off, and muted my mic, had my head held down. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no, like, you're right. Like, it's been, it's been, like, this whole, the whole thing started because every time you and I would get together, we would, out and about, we would, inadvertently find ourselves in a booth over beers geeking out about something and then right. you you text me one day and you're like hey you ever thought about starting a podcast and i was like every day yeah, sarcastically uh, every day yeah but right it's yeah. funny that like you, you could say that everyone's probably starting a podcast right now um, yeah i saw well, this thing the other day where amazon is um sold out of um uh podcast mics or like usb mics and yeah. it was just like, it was like, hey, I just found out that Amazon has sold out of USB mics. Uh-oh. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot more competition out there soon. But uh, we, we were doing this back when it wasn't cool, I think. Um, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's been so much fun. And uh, hopefully we'll continue to do it for another seven or seven or eight years or as long as we've been doing this thing. So it's still fun for me anyway. I don't think you and I will ever run out of things to talk about. Right. It's weird because when we sometimes when we sit down, just to let everyone behind the curtain a bit, when we sit down to do this, it's like um, I say, I, I've got like two things, and I might have a Miltas. And he goes, yeah, I've got like a thing. Do we have a popcorn? Yeah, I think I have something. And then we just kind of go. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> somehow it comes out. We cannot stress how little pre preparation goes into this. <laughs> I think I remember Wallace w- w- before we, when he was like, you know, get back into it. And um, he's like, I just want to sit down and see how you guys do it. Put it all together. <laughs> I just start laughing. I'm like, oh, dude, I don't know if you do. Usually I scribble something with a bit of paper, yeah. you know, draw some doodles and then that's it. And we just yeah. go. But um, I will say one thing too, this time during what we're doing, it, it's not, um, it's much different than, I would expect it to be. I would have always thought that this was just easy because we just listen to each other and we talk, but there's so much that I think we lose um, by not being in the same room together, whatever that's just energy or whatever it is. I don't know, but um, it's, it's, you know, I think we've made the best of it, but um, I think once we can get back to uh, normalcy um, it'll be pretty fun. So, all right. So I think that's, Pod Corner for the week. That is Pod Corner. Pod Corner. Okay, so we are here at the last part of the show. And normally we would do movies I love that are shit. Hashtag Miltask. But tonight we are not going to do that. We're going to do a little bit something a bit different. Um, why? Well, 
mainly because I didn't have one prepared and I got kind of stuck down a rabbit hole yesterday and this is what I came up with instead. So I apologize in advance if you guys don't find it entertaining. But um, so if things were normal now, we would have just, they would have just released um, the new James Bond film. Sure. Um, which was called, do you remember what it was called? Do not. Um, it's called uh, No Time to Die. Um, there you go. And there it is. I found it interesting that Billie Eilish was going to do the theme song. Um, I think she's great. So I'm a big fan. So I was like, sure. that'd be cool. That'd be yeah, contemporary, interesting. Maybe yeah. get the kids in, you know. Um, so uh, so I start thinking about that. I was like, you know, and I, um, I have, you would probably not be surprised to hear this, but I actually have a playlist on my phone that is just James Bond themes. Sure. That's it. That's the playlist. I've, I've I've owned that cassette and that CD. So, yeah. Right. So, um, I started thinking about what my favorite ones were, and I started thinking about if I was to rank all the Bond themes, themes. where I would rank them. Oh, okay. Not movies, themes. Themes. Okay. Sure. So, um, yeah. so we're, I'm going to do that because I've done it, um, and I'm going to read them out <laughs> for everybody. So I'm going to do a list that you guys can all shit on if you want. Um, but this is a list that I, I put some, a little bit of thought into it and thought, yeah, these are the songs I like the best. Um, some of them will be because I, I really love the, love the movie, probably, possibly, but some of them will not be. So I make um, a prediction? it will all just kind of bend. I, I'm, I'm going to predict that no less than three of your top five are Sean Connery films. Um, let me tell you if you're right or wrong right now, you are incorrect, sir. What? In your top five, three of them aren't Bond, aren't Sean Connery films. Okay. 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 Let me see. One, two, two of my top five. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. right. So I'm going to start at them at the bottom, which is number 25 okay um which is interesting because there's well you'll figure it out so 25 <laughs> the um worst one in my opinion or should i start at the top what do you think no no you should work down i mean i maybe you know lip service for the first six and then really talked about the 20 the top 20 okay so number 25 20. okay is uh diner the day from madonna it's terrible what That's stinker. your number 25. Okay, all right. It's the worst one. What stinker from Madge. Tech pop dance shite. Um, yep. Has dated more than the film, and that's saying something. Um, Brosnan's last one, and it's about time. He was starting to look like your dad and a little bit tubby. So okay. the film's bad. The, the theme song's bad. You should Harsh. listen to it. It. Yeah, I'm sorry. You should or, listen I mean, to it, though. It, it's terrible. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, uh, it's just choppy, just tech just techno dance crap it's not good i mean and i'm i think madonna's great you know don't get me wrong i'm not like i'm not a fan but this is a really bad theme number 24 is the world is not enough from garbage song is also garbage and also what the fuck is this film about does anybody remember what it's about can you tell me what the plot of the world is not enough was all i remember is that garbage did the theme song um was this the ice one 
Where he drops no, on the that's, ice? That's Die Another Day. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, then no, yeah. This is the one where Jonathan Pierce is the bad guy who's a media mogul. Right. Is that Rainy Bells? No, but yes. Right. That film is so bad. I would have put this on my last one. I put this one below Madonna, but okay, continue. Go on. All right. Number 23, License to Kill, Gladys Knight. My my note I made to myself here is great singer, shite song, shite film. Okay. Yeah, I, that tracks. Number 22 is – I have to look because I don't have – oh, 22, For Your Eyes Only uh, by Sheena Easton. What? Yeah. Your eyes only. Yeah. Uh, hated this when it came out. So I think some of my hatred has been, you know, kind of passed down through the years. Uh, well, the movie, well, I, I'll just read right now. Hated this when it came out, but it did grow on me. Uh, the film is still Pants. And that film is Pants. It's possibly Moore's worst effort because he hadn't, he hadn't slipped into just being the clown bond, the joke right. bond. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was still in kind of serious and the film is just badly paced. It's just it's not good. Just Maserati, a, or is that? No, no, that's, no, 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 no. That's like uh spy. I love me. That's, uh, yeah, that's right. classic. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 There, well, one of the things about this film is that he didn't, Q isn't in it. There's no Q branch. So there's oh, no gadgets yeah. really. Yeah. You okay. know? Anyway, right, not so sorry, sorry, Sheena. Um, number 21, Golden Eye by Tina Turner. The thing about this one, I only remember Tina singing Golden Eye. That's all I can remember. That's so all, it's not that song. memorable. But my dad probably loves it. Um, this is the one where Brosnan took over. All dads love Tina Turner. They do. It's I think it's a standard thing. Yeah. Um, so I, Brosnan took over and he was great. Like this is a this is a yeah, good movie. Good, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. this was after he, you know, he tried to become Bond years before when he was Remington Steel, and he couldn't get out of his TV contract. He's really pissed off, so he left that show. They didn't, and they got someone else in his Bond, uh, Dalton. He had to wait for years then for him to vacate the role. Finally, they got their man, and Pierce Brosnan did a good job, for the most part. And but what Goldeneye a was great definitely... video game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. God, that was a good video game, and yeah. Goldeneye is the high standard for him for sure yep. in his bonds okay um number 20 moonraker shirley bassey bond in space yeah that's you know what shirley bassey ranks probably number one for me but not this one yeah this yeah. one is is definitely her least the, my least favorite one of of her bond songs yeah um, and of course the bond in space thing was just because star wars had come out and Yep, let's, yep. let's let's stick them in space you know yep. jaws was in it the movie's good i really enjoyed the movie i got tanked to see it when i was a kid in the movie theater uh so yeah i liked moonraker you know that space okay. vibe i was there all right that. moving on uh number 19 is where is 19 this is tricky oh 19 from russia with love with matt monroe i have no notes about this yeah kind of like the song yeah it's very 1960s i love like, the movie I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember the, the first thing about the song. The movie is excellent. Yeah, it's probably without a doubt top ten. Yeah, um, possibly top five. You Fucking know, Robert great. Shaw in the train, the fight yeah. between them, vicious, real. The little the attaché case with the gold sovereigns and the knife, and that blew up in his face. 
all that shit, you know, get on your knees, um, kiss my feet. I mean, yep. just and clabbing it with the dark, the, the, the knife shoe with the poison on it. I mean, all right, we could put amazing. a whole, whole show to yeah. Bond movies. Okay, so. It was amazing. Song's not that great. Um, number 18, The Man with the Golden Gun. Here's my note. Scottish, sassy Scottish gal sings a song about a cock because essentially that's what she was singing about. All yeah. the stuff about the gun. It's such an innuendo and his, his dick. You know, the man with the golden gun. Look at his gun. See his gun. Let me just see if I can pull up the lyrics real quick um, because <laughs> it's it's. I just remember it's very suggestive. Um, but this film had um, Christopher uh, Lee in it. As Scaramanga yeah. was the three nipples. It's a great movie. All right, here's the lyrics. He's a powerful weapon. Hmm. He charges a million a shot. An assassin second to none. The man with the golden gun. Um, love's required whenever he's hard. It just it, it comes just before the kill. I bet it does. No one can catch him. No hitman can match him for his million dollar skill. Um, he his eye may be on you or me. <laughs> Who will he bang? We shall see. <laughs> who's the song? Who's the Lulu? You know who Lulu is? No. Nope. She's this like ginger Scottish singer. Um, she made um, she she was very popular in the UK and Ireland, um, uh, for a while. You know, um, you know, fun, sassy little Scottish girl. She sang like shout, and so you make me want to shout. She did a cover okay. version of that song. All right. Anyway, um, back to the list. Uh, where was I? So 17, um, Tomorrow Never Dies, Cheryl Crow. Oh. Um, underrated, this is actually not a bad Brosnan movie. Underrated song from a bloody mental film about Stockholm Syndrome. So you remember this one? This is the one where the girl who was supposed to be good turned out to be bad because she was kidnapped when she was young, fell in love with her kidnapper. So it's essentially about Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it had, um, uh, what's her name, Denise... Um, Richards was Richard. in it as um, Holly Christmas, Christmas or something. Yeah. And he made some oh, shit joke about Christmas coming yep. once a year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, Jesus Christ. So uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. That was 17. But the song is good. Decent song. Um, 16. A View to a Kill, Duran Duran. Um, the song is oh, mental, I but I love Duran. I love Duran Duran. And then. And then this was Roger's last one. And but yeah. thank God he finally hung up his Walter PPK, as he was fifty-seven when he made this movie. Oh wow! Granddad Bond. But I will say that the the new one's about to come out, and Daniel Craig he's fifty-two, so I think <laughs> that Roger looked he looked past it in this one. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you know. And, How old uh, was he? What did you say? How old did he say he was? Fifty-seven. It's weird because when I thought when I was looking it up, I thought, oh, he's like in his sixties. I was shocked to find out he was only fifty-seven. Yeah, yeah. just goes to show. Um, yeah. So sixteen though, but if you took kill, that's a uh, you know, it's a fine, it's fine. So we're about the halfway mark. Uh, Fifteen is uh, Thunderball, Tom Jones. So this is kind of more. <sighs> I See, do, I would have thought it would be higher on the list, but that's okay. I I love this song, but um, it's kind of Shirley Bassey light, really. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. They all of those Tom early Jones, Connery. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. He's a brilliant singer, but it's he's kind of doing a Shirley Bassey, really. Okay. Um, yeah. Movie's great. Sharks, Bond and Sharks. You know. Yep. Uh, Fourteen 
uh, I put the James Bond theme in because in Doctor No, they actually didn't have um, singer. They just had it was actually the theme. They used the yep. original theme, the actual theme we all know and love. So uh, I, I didn't want to put it up too much higher than that. But I think you know you got to give it like somewhere around the midway mark. So it made it on fourteen. So um, number thirteen, unlucky for some, is um, hmm. oh yeah, uh, all time high um, by Rita Coolidge. Yeah. from Octopussy. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like a sax ahoy, you know, and 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 God Roger is getting pretty shy at this point, and the movie's called Octopussy for Christ's sake. Yeah. There's a lot wrong with all that. This was getting real jokey. This, this is, is like the shark, yeah. This is yeah. yeah. It was yeah. It was jumped the shark completely. Um. And uh, you know, Ro- like Roger was just having fun at this point, I think, yeah. you know, which was great. And again, I got taken to see this in the movie theater. Taken to see James Bond films a lot when I was a kid. Um, I think because my parents loved them, but that's number 13. Number 12 is uh, Writings on the Wall by Sam Smith, um, which is from Spectre, the last movie that came out. Uh, this is kind of a Dell light, I would say, but I th- still think it's good. It's decent. You know, okay. I don't like Sam Smith generally, but um, I like the song. Number eleven is Adele uh, from at Skyfall. So I love you know. Skyfall. I think that song is great. It is. It's a great song. The movie's great too. So I think for my money, this is probably Craig's best Bond movie. Skyfall, I think. So we're in the top ten. Um so this is it. Top ten. Top ten. Number ten. Yeah, Another Way to Die by Alicia Keys and Jack White. Now, I don't know why this song works out for me, but it does. Um, it's dueling piano versus guitar. Um, I think uh, it's a beautiful mess, which is kind of like the film, only without the beautiful part. Okay. Because the film is just a mess. So, um, But it's, it's like Alicia Keys and Jack White just yelling at each other, and she's banging on the piano, and he's slashing his guitar. But I just for me, I just I just like it. It just comes together, and um, I'm a big fan of this song. Big big fan of this song. Um, not so much the film, but I the film's fine. The but song. like I said, okay. Um, okay, so that was number ten. Number nine coming in. At number nine is another Shirley Bassey. Diamonds are forever. Love, you probably would have put this higher too, wouldn't you? I would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm excited to see what's coming next. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, not this is a about great it, my top three would have all been Shirley Bassey, really, but yeah. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's classic Bassey here. Classic. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, yeah. It's great. But uh, number nine only for me. Number eight um, is You Know My Name, which is from Casino Royale by Chris Cornell. Um, I love yeah. this song. I think the film is great, and RIP Chris Cornell. Yeah. Um, I think this was, um, I just love this song. He's such a beautiful voice. And it's just really well written, and I'm I'm a big fan. It's a great song, and the movie's great too. And uh, hey, man, we had Daniel Craig, which was fucking cool. Amazing, pretty good. So, uh, number seven is The Living Daylights. Um, This is aha. You know, I know you're probably surprised. That makes it quite high on my list, but um, it's without a doubt the best thing about Timothy Dalton's both movies. Yep. By a fucking mile. Yeah. This song is, I don't know, I love the funky keyboard at the start. Morton Harkett's 
soaring vocals. Uh, not that I'm a huge AHA fan. I do like some of their stuff. But this song, I think it's just, it's a really good Bond song. But also, it's kind of wrapped up in the 80s. Um, and, and I think it still travels quite well, you know, for being oh, yeah. made back yeah. then. So that's number seven. Number six is, this was tricky. Because this one I had up higher and then I had lower and up higher. It doesn't quite crack the top five. Um, and I had to think about it a lot because it almost did. Um, this is Nobody Does It Better by Carly Simon. Yeah. This song is fantastic. It absolutely uh, is. I will ask you a question. Do you know who Alan Partridge is? I do, yeah. Yeah. Right. We yeah. haven't really talked about him, but we will have to get to him at some point. I'm a huge fan. Of yes. Alan Partridge, yeah. Um, Steve Coogan, I think he's a freaking comedic genius. He's brilliant at char- creating characters that are just incredibly funny. Um, and Alan Partridge is the one he's done the most with. So he did this. He, he one of his series was when Alan was living in a caravan while they're building him a house, and he was on the TV at the time, I believe, or he's trying to get back on the BBC. He's trying to get back on the BBC. He was off the TV, and um, he there. He does this thing where he has to watch James Bond, um, and uh, it, it's like it's a big. I don't know why a specific day he has to watch James Bond all day, and um, these blokes are that he's invited over, and he lives in this little caravan on his property that they build a house on. He's like, <clears throat> "Come on, we're going to watch James Bond," and they start talking about, "Oh yeah, this one. Oh, I love this." And it's just two northern blokes, and they're making, and he's like, "No, no, stop! You're making a whole mess of it." And he just he does the intro. For this movie, like <laughs> James Bond skiing, you know, he's yeah. like, oh, he's kissing the lovely girl. Oh, and then, oh, shoots a bloke and he's like skiing. Down, and he's doing like the commentary of the whole start of this film. And and he goes and he's 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 like, oh, no, he goes over the cliff. Because you remember, he's got the yellow ski suit. He goes over the cliff to start. This is for a spy who loves me. He goes over the cliff to start. And he's like, oh, no, Bond's going to die. Bond's going to die. And he goes and suddenly, no, poof. Out comes the parachute. It's the Union Jack parachute. He's parachuting down. And then he just goes, and then, clang, a 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 clang. And he's, he does the whole, oh, sexy woman dancing on the edge of a gun. And he sing, starts singing the Carly Simon song. <laughs> it's You need to look it up when we get off here. And anyone who's listened to this who hasn't seen, just, just type in Google in your Google machine, Alan Partridge does intro of spy who loves me <laughs> and you'll laugh your fucking face off it's just okay. brilliant so All check right. that out carly simon comes in at number six top five here we go uh number five is um yeah interesting i've, I've strayed off here a little bit because i have picked the other casino royale from 1967 oh. starring david okay. niven and this is um this is also the only other theme that had no singing in it. And it's, um, it's uh, Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass, um, composed by Burt Bacharach. This, if you don't know what this song is, check it out. It's the 1960s personified. And when I, when I listen to this song, because I do like Herb Albert, um, when I listen Herb, to this song, Herb Albert, um, yeah. yeah, I listen yeah, yeah. to this song, uh, but Burt Bacharach composed it, right? And, sure. you know, he's, Burt Bacharach's a musical, musical genius. I picture myself fast walking around the pool with a couple of martinis in my hand. For whatever reason, that's the image that springs to my mind. So I love this piece of music. It's just really weird and quirky and fun. I also love the movie. 
it's also weird and quirky and fun too. What's so. the title? What's the name of the song? It's just because it's uh, it's oh, just it's the theme from Casino, Casino Royale. Oh. Yeah. Huh. I'm sure. So I, yeah. I, I love Herb Alpert, by the way. I'm a big yeah. fan, so I'm sure I know it if I heard it. I just I can't. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, number four we have is um, "You Only Live Twice" uh, by Nancy Sinatra. Okay. Daughter yeah. of Frank, and I absolutely love this theme. I love it. Um, from her like her quiet, talky voice to the string arrangement. Um, I get all the nostalgia nostalgia feels from this movie, and then it was sampled by uh, Robbie Williams for his song "Millennium." So that I just I just really really love the song. Also, it's a great great movie and one of Connery's best. Um, a little weird, a little kind of icky that they kind of made him like um, they made him Japanese for a second yeah, oh, life. Yeah. You know, uh, a little racist here. What but, number are we in? That's number four. We have three left. Four. Okay, okay. All right. So number three. Let me see. Number three. Live and Let Die by Paul McCartney. Of course. Yeah. Sir yeah. Paul McCartney. I, um, okay. They got, a Beatle, they got a Beatle to do a Bond song, dude. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. And what a fucking song, you know? Um, it's just, and it's Paul McCartney and Wings, so it's not the Beatles, but it's just, uh, it's a great song. And it is 100% Roger Moore's best movie. His best Bond oh, yeah. Movie. With the yeah. voodoo, yeah. the crocodiles, the dude with the with the with the yeah claw arm. I mean, yeah, this this film's just great. Um, okay, number two. So if you've worked it out, if you're a Bond fan, you'll know the last two that are left. Um, I'm interested to see if you can get it. Number two is Goldfinger. How is that not number one? Oh my God. I'm going to burn this down. I'm going to burn everything. This is. How is Goldfinger not, not it's number not, one? It's not my favorite. It's not my favorite Bond song. Goldfinger is a classic, incredible song by the amazing Dame Shirley Bassey. Uh, it is a belter and it almost wins. I went back and forth. The, to be honest, the top five, I could have shuffled the pack on because sure. I love each and every song and maybe throw Carly in there too. Yeah, yeah, okay. But, but uh, I just, I just, I had to go with my gut. And if I go with like, which song have I listened to most? It's number one. Um, and if I wonder if anyone out there is going, I already know what number one is because they're such a big Bond fan. But number one for me is we have all the time in the world by Louis it's Armstrong. Great. Yeah, I, I adore the song. Yeah. Just, I just yep. love the song in general. Um, I love Louis Armstrong. Um, and I love, love, love this James Bond movie. On a Marriage to Secret Service is, for my money, the best James Bond film out really? there. Really? Okay. I, Telly Savalas is Blofeld. Yep. George Lazenby. Awesome. One time, only one time to do it. The quirky joke at the start, are we expecting another fella? You know, yeah. Uh, he's just great. It's it's vicious. It's violent. Yep. The toboggan chase, you know, and Diana Rigg as his wife. And then she, um, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this film, I'm about to spoil it for you big time. She fucking dies in nice. the end. Yeah. You know, she gets shot to death and dies in his arms. Like, Christ. Like, it's the most real human James Bond film of all of them. Sure. Absolutely love the movie. 
I absolutely love the song. Now I, I will tell you, you you're you know I love Goldfinger too, but you know that's a that's like a Bond movie, gimmicky Bond movie. This is like a film, you know. I I love this movie. I'm at Secret Service, and it's uh, it's my it's my favorite film. It's my favorite Bond song, and that's it. That's um that's my list. I will say I'll do a couple of honorable mentions here. Um, I'm actually Secret Service is a song by the Propellerheads um, on their Dex Drums and Rock and Roll. If you uh, album, if you haven't listened to it and you like James Bond, you like James Bond themes, check that song out. It's about seven and a half, eight minutes of awesomeness, and um, it should be a James Bond theme. I will also say too that um, "Writing on the Wall" was actually the second song they commissioned for Spectre um, by Sam Smith. The first one was by uh, Radiohead, which is out there. You can check it out. It's really. Yeah. It's uh, it's really interesting. It's a good song. I like Radiohead too, but they rejected it because they said it was too dark. If you go to fucking Radiohead to do a Bond song, what do you expect? I mean, that was a bit ridiculous. They respect something else. You know, it's like some happy jangly theme. No, it's fucking Radiohead. Christ, yeah. of course it's going to be too dark. And then also, the last James Bond film that's not really a James Bond film, but this is a James Bond, Bond film that's on here, is Never Say Never Again. Um, Sean Connery's return to the James Bond role, not yeah, officially sanctioned. It was like a, and basically it's a remake of Thunder, like a Thunder or a, a Thunderball, but um, it's sung by Lanny Hall. Which who's Lanny Hall? She's actually married to Herb, Herb Albert, and she's oh. a, f- a famous uh, jazz and blues singer from Chicago. Um, but this song, it sounds like the start of an '80s game show. It's fucking awful, and the worst of the bunch, without a doubt. M- so, uh, most of Herb Albert stuff is actually 80s game shows he did the dating game yeah and and that's that's, and that's great but this song you're bang on with that it's terrible yeah so uh that's my james bond list now i will tell you this it did lead me down a little bit of a rabbit hole on the other side when i was thinking about all the stupid names that bond has for his girls all the Oh, sex yeah. pun names. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. did a little search and I have a list of 25 of those. I'm going to run through really quickly. Bambi, Domino Vitale, Tiffany Case, Vesper Lind, Jenny Flex, Peaceful Fountains of Desires, May Day, Kissy Suzuki, Solitaire, um, Penelope Smallbone. <laughs> right. That's from Octopussy. Uh, Thumper, Christmas Jones, the famous Christmas company yeah. once a year. Uh, Dink, which is in Goldfinger, Agent Strawberry Fields, and um, Money Penny, of course. Molly Warm Flesh is an actual name of someone in the world is not enough. Like, come on, man. Honey Child Rider, which is um, Ursula Andress in um, Doctor No. Uh, Xenia on a Top, Framka Jansen in Goldeneye, Mary Goodnight, Britt Eklund in The Man with the Golden Gun. And you're Chew saving me. the best for last, right? Chew me. Chew me. That's yeah. a name. Plenty O'Toole in Diamonds Are Forever. Octopussy in uh, Octopussy. Right. Holly Goodhead, <laughs> um, which was in uh, 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 Moonraker. And then the famous one, Pussy Galore from yeah. Goldfinger. Goldfinger, yeah. Yeah, those names are fucking ridiculous. Um, but I do love James Bond, man. I do love James Bond. I love James Bond songs. I can't wait to see the new one when it finally does get its release in November, they're saying now. Um, I think it's Daniel Craig's last one, and I, I hope they go left after him. I hope they do something different. 
Um, is it a time for a black James Bond? Is it time for a female James Bond? I, I'm, I'm very interested to see what they do. I love the fact that, um, um, oh my God, um, I, I honestly love her too. Um, they, they brought her in to write the movie. Um, oh, uh, Waller, Phoebe Waller, Gates. Phoebe Waller, nope. Gates. Um, yeah. yeah uh, so I think uh, the new movie should, is going to have her stamp on it, hopefully. But um, yeah, I'm just interested to see what they're going to do with Bond once Craig is done, which he's supposedly done after this one. So, Yeah, it's time. I mean, I he's stellar for me. Right. He was he was like, okay, we're going to change Bond. We need to update him. We need to get away from this gentleman shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved him. I loved him a lot. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how they wrap it up. Me too. And speaking of wrapping up, we're going to wrap this episode up right now. Um, yeah. That was it. That went on longer than I thought, uh, that last bit. But, hey, man, it all costs the same to you guys. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> You're welcome. So That's right, yeah. we, don't, we don't get to charge any more for any more minutes. Right. But, um, yeah. Adam, you got anything else? No, man. I'm just uh, I'm going to go start a, a James Bond Spotify playlist right now and just have it put me to sleep tonight. Cool. It's not fucking golfing. <laughs> the disputed one, Goldfinger. I totally get it. Yeah, I knew. I knew it was in your top three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's it, man. Uh, all I got to say is thanks, Wallace, again. And um, yeah, tune in. Good luck. Good luck. Headspace Invaders and David Colgan and Adam Hall and executive producer Wallace Wilson. Music is composed by Chris Semeca. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Headspace Invaders. Please hit the like button on whatever pod listening app you use. And of course, shoot the mystery ship whenever you get a chance. Headspace Invaders is a thanks Wallace Wilson.